Welcome back. This is Chicken Philosophy, Carl Jung's Black Books, Part 36, in which uh, we continue reading Carl Jung's Black Books, uh, you know, from where we left off, in Part 35. I'm your host, Gwydion, for today. And before we get started with the uh, Jung recitals, as has become tradition, we will pull a rune and, uh, and stick it up on top and read a little bit about it, just to kind of set a theme for the episode. Um, but before we get to that, there's just a little bit of administrative stuff I need to take care of real quick, uh, if you don't mind. Um, Edward BT, are you here? Ave. Hey, Gwydion, what's up? Nice shirt, Edward. Um, so, yes, uh, we finished reading Ashtavakra Gita two episodes ago. And uh, for a while there, there, we were reading four books, and there were three of us. And so it worked out very nicely where each time that each of us uh, came on to host, it was a different book. It would rotate within each person, and each time a book was being read, it would rotate, uh, you know, it would be one of the three different, just by virtue of the way that three and four work together. Mm. Right. right. The way I see it, we have two options, because, okay, what's going to happen now that we only have three books is if we're reading the books, if we're rotating the books in a particular order, then Edward is always going to be reading Mech and Revelations. I'm always going to be reading Carl Jung. And BT is always going to be reading Tellier de Jardin. And that sounds dull. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think that rotating would be cooler. So we could mix and match and mix up the order in which we're reading the books. Or we can add another fourth book into the mix. And if so, what book should we add? Now I'm thinking it should be something, uh, you know, related to Indian philosophy since Ashtavakra Gita. <laughs> That's a good one. And <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> Martin. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Why, why, don't we, why don't we read Martin Luther, the... 95 theses and other writings of Martin Luther. You're serious? Wasn't he like kind of grouchy? Yeah, he was grouchy. He was sexist. He was anti-Semitic, racist. Everybody was sexist, racist, and anti-Semitic in the 16th century. Well, I mean, obviously not the Jewish people in the 16th century. Or He was the father of Protestantism. You, you yourself said we were reading Meccan Revelations to help get into the collective unconscious and understand a bit more deeply about uh, the two billion people who follow Islam. Why not, you know, do the same, get into, you know, the nitty gritty and find out, you know, what's going on uh, behind the scenes and the philosophy of, uh, you know, the, the Americans and the, and the British and the Australians and the Canadians. And, you know, when those things come up, one of us will be there to say, you know, oh, that, this is sexist, that's bad. Oh, this is anti-Semitic, that's bad. You know, whatever. And, you know, if we do that, we'll be reading Islam, Catholicism, and Protestantism 
will be three quarters of chicken philosophy will be Abrahamic four if you count Carl Jung. Doesn't that seem like we, we, we've got we've got secret of the golden flower right here. Why don't we read? Uh, yeah, that ties in with the Carl Jung stuff. He's got a point. I don't know. I mean, our maternal grandma Jean, you know, loved Martin Luther, and we were baptized in a Lutheran church when we were ten. Remember, that's true. And uh, I just, you know, a lot of a lot of our most of our, if not all of our ancestors, um, well, on our on our mom's side, I guess there were some Catholics on dad's side, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just would like to delve into our own uh, collective unconscious, our own individual unconscious, and uh, some, of the, uh, some of the assumptions and uh, ideas that are kind of built into our DNA. You know, we talk about post-Puritan, post-Protestant, uh, people who have the Protestant values imprinted on their psyche, and, uh, and then maybe they, maybe they leave that path, but, you know, and do things like yoga and Buddhism, you always talk about those people in the third person, you know, I think we should own a little bit of like our familiarity with that phenomenon and maybe, maybe, you know, look in the mirror a little bit, dive in and, and see, see what's going on under the hood, mm. you know, also a good point. Who are you pointing at BT? I don't, I'm going to have to abstain to vote on this one. I think you both have some really good points. Um, honestly, I could go either way. Hey, Piemander, hmm? what do you think? Should we read Martin Luther? Hey, my name's Paul. This is between y'all. I normally wouldn't, you know, involve you, but the thing is, Edward wants to read Martin Luther. I don't want to read Martin Luther, and BT is neutral and abstaining to vote. So right now you're the tiebreaker. So uh, what do you say? Well, I suppose I'm in favor of anybody who goes against the prevailing social order and class system of the time and advocates for people to follow a system of self-guided spiritual elevation rather than relying on some monopoly of priests to do it all for them. Did you just compare Martin Luther to the Buddha? I mean, if the shoe fits, right? <laughs> You know what? I I think I'm gonna have to change my vote. Um, I vote in favor of uh, reading Martin Luther. How do you each have a copy? Are there two copies? Yeah, yeah. There's there's two copies. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. All right. I guess I guess uh, we're gonna be adding Martin Luther to the mix. I think it'll be good. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but mm, mm, I'll adjust. Okay, let's pull the rune. Let's see. Uh, maybe, maybe the rune will shed a little light on what just happened or, or something. I don't know. <sighs> okay, Odin. What's going on today? Um, we've got this one. This one right there, uh, the X with the top and bottom thing. Can you focus on it, camera, just for a second? It'd be really nice if you did. All right, close enough. Close enough. Let's see what the old uh, booklet has to say about that. I think uh, it says breakthrough, really? Maybe breakthrough means something else in Nordic. Um, here it's sideways. There on the top there, it's it probably doesn't matter. 
was probably on round rocks back in the day anyway. All right, so what do we got here in the tiny, tiny, tiny writing? Breakthrough, day, God's light, prosperity and fruitfulness. Hmm, okay, you know, I'll, I'll keep an open mind and uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe maybe that's about the uh, maybe that's about the Carl Jung and not the uh, Martin Luther. That's fine. What's going on? <coughs> editor Edward, would you mind playing a little music? <coughs> Thank you, Editor Edward. I can always rely on you for that. For book recommendations, I don't know, but we'll see. Twenty Roman numeral twelve thirteen. So that that means. December 20th, 1913. There are many uncertainties, not least of which is whether to keep this new life or this new world. A new world is weak and artificial. Artificial, a bad word. But I have learned that weak, artificial beginnings, unsightly put together, uh, Send unreal, <clears throat> semi un, okay, unsightly put together semi semi unrealities developed into horrible realities. Okay, the mustard is that really mustard? Yes, the mustard seed. Ah, biblical reference that gave that grew into a tree. The word that was conceived in the womb of a poor virgin. Speaking of biblical references, right? Became a god with a 2,000-year-old history. All right. I have received your sprout. <laughs> you who are to come. I have received it in deepest need and lowliness. Okay, I covered it in shabby patchwork and bedded it mm, down on words of straw. Uh, pardon me a moment. You can do the thing with the thing and the thing. I just need to turn on the AC. The noise pollution isn't so bad, I think, when I do this. Or maybe it is, I don't know. Comment below. Where were we? Yes, I've received your sprout. I covered it in shabby patchwork and bedded it down on words of straw. And the mockers grinningly worshipped you. You is crossed out. It, not you. Your child. Your odd, cross out odd, wondrous child. The child of one who is to come. Who should announce the father? A fruit that is older than the tree on which it grew. In pain were you conceived. Lust glowed around your birth. The air shook with the anthem of blaspheming souls when the god plunged you into my heart. Oh, it's getting good. Fear was, cross out was, is your herald. Doubt stands to your right. Disappointment 
to your left. We shrank together in our ridiculousness and senselessness when we caught sight of you, most strange, miraculous child. Our eyes were blinded and our full null and our knowledge fell silent when we received your radiance. You new spark of an eternal fire into which night, into what kind of mud were you born? Fires of madness are blazing toward you as sacrificial fires. Ice-cold hands of steel murderously grasp after you, and they will melt helplessly from your glow. They will mix the venom of treacherous thoughts into your food, and they themselves will pine away because of it. The lustful and heavenly beauty, something crossed out, will approach your camp. One would like to slobber over you in heat, and the other would like to trample you arrogantly. But they will powerlessly worship you and lay their hands under your feet. You will wring truthfulness, excuse me, truthful prayers from your believers, and they must invoke your glory in tongues that are atrocious to them. You will fall on them in the hour of their disgrace and humiliation, and will become known to them in what they hate, fear, and abhor. Maybe this is about Martin Luther. Sorry. Quote, or is that a quote? No, it's a footnote. Never mind about the quote. Your face, O oh child, will be found in the hideous features of mighty beasts in the remotest ground of our souls. <clears throat> Your voice, the rarest pleasing sound, will be heard amid the horrible stammerings of wretches, rejects, and those condemned as worthless. Your realm will be touched by the hands of those who also worshipped before the most profound lowliness and whose longing drove them also through the tide of evil. You will give your gifts to those who pray to you in terror and doubt, and your light will shine upon those whose knees must bend before you unwillingly and who are filled with resentment. Oh, your O oh, oh is crossed out. Your life is with he who has overcome himself and who has disowned his self-overcoming. Oh, I know that the salvation of mercy is given only to those who believe in the highest and faithless, faithless, faithlessly betray themselves for 30 pieces of silver. Ah, biblical reference. Sorry. Those who will dirty their pure hands, pure is underlined, mm -hmm. cheat on their best, best is underlined, knowledge against error, and take their virtues from a murderer's grave, 
are invited to your great banquet. The constellation of your birth is an ill and changing star. These, O child of what is to come, are the wonders that will bear testimony that you are a veritable God. My soul, you wanted me to utter and write down all these words. I did not know that you guarded such secrets. I am astonished. You are an unbelievable riddle. But what to make of my astonishment? Huh. Uh, Edward, just to keep things interesting, let's change the music now. We're moving on to another day. The next day, in fact. December 21st. Winter solstice-ish, probably. Uh, 1913. As much as I resist, still I must descend into the depths again. To the place of torment. Everything points to that. I shall not be concerned with what I will carry up. I know why I have pathetic fear. The sleepless nights, the shredded state of my own heart, that is what I shy away from. It is an almost physical nausea that holds me back. Oh, all this darkness, black mists encompass me. I sink woe already. Okay. I lie propped against a rock in dark depths, boulders all around, an old man to my left with a gray beard and wearing an oriental robe. Okay. Probably an old prophet. I think it's Philemon. He just doesn't know it yet. His right hand is stretched out as if he were teaching. A big black serpent lay at his feet. Parentheses, I obey. No resistance. You obey the serpent or what? Uh, end parentheses. In the background, a house with columns. A beautiful young maiden steps out. The daughter of the old man. She walks up to his side. Is she blind? I look in astonishment and rise. She takes my hand. We walk to the house, uh, something crossed out, at the foot of sheer rock walls. The serpent creeps behind us. Obscure darkness inside. A carpet in a bleak hall on a small black table. A bright water-colored crystal the size of a fist that attracts me. Gleams of color radiate from it. Parentheses, now it gets difficult. End parentheses. A colored wreath of rays surrounds my entire field of vision. In it, Eve, under the tree. The serpent before it. Oh, 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 serpent, tree, maiden, Eve. Sounds like the Garden of Gethsemane. 
sorry. Um, Eden. Uh, yes, now a wonderful bluish-black sea, a rocky coast, a ship with red sail passes by, Odysseus and his companions, parentheses, frightful, but it must be, end parentheses, a poster picture behind it, an old man with a child, parentheses, disgusting, survived, end parentheses, I peer into the hall, glittering things, weapons, question mark, gemstones, on the walls in the background, a beautiful garden with gleaming sunlight, we step outside, blossoming bushes of pomegranates, a shady fountain. The old man says, quote, do you know my land? End quote. I am a stranger here and everything seems strange to me, anxious as in a dream. May I ask, who are you? Quote, I am Elijah. Oh, okay, right. Elijah became Philemon. Never mind. Uh, and, and this is my daughter, Salome. Oh, I remember reading about this when Sonu was summarizing everything in the first book. End quote. The daughter of Herod? The bloodthirsty woman? Quote, why do you judge so harshly? Harshly, You see that she is blind, and my daughter, my is underlined, the daughter of the prophet, end quote. What miracle has united you? Quote, it is no miracle. It was so from the beginning. My wisdom and my daughter are one. I forgot to put an end quote there. Or someone forgot to. Anyway, I am shocked, and I am incapable of grasping it. Quote, consider this. Elijah the prophet and Salome, the murderous and infamous dancer, her blindness has made her, us companions since time immemorial, father and daughter. End quote. Forgive my astonishment. Am I truly in the underworld? Quote, this is the house of dreams. Or better, do not give it a name. End quote. Salome, parentheses, turns to me, end parentheses, quote, do you love me? End quote. Parentheses, I get scared. All the blood pushes to my heart. End parentheses. How can I love you? How do you come to this question? I see only one thing. You are Salome, a tiger, and your hands are stained with the blood of the Holy One. How should I love you? Quote, you will love me. End quote. Parentheses, horror grabbed me by the throat. H-O-R-R-O-R, just in case you were wondering. End parentheses, I love you? Who gives you the right to such thoughts? Quote, I love you. End quote. Leave me be. I dread you, you beast. Quote, you do me wrong. Elijah is my father, and he knows the deepest mysteries. The walls of his house are made of precious stones. His wells hold healing water, 
and his deep eye sees the things of the future. And what wouldn't you give for a single look into the infinite unfolding of what is to come? Are these not worth a sin for you? End quote. Your temptation is horrible. I long to be back in the upper world. It is dreadful here. How oppressive and heavy is the air. I look for Elijah. Mighty brows shade his eyes. He says, quote, what do you want? The choice is yours. End quote. But I do not belong to the dead. I live in the light of the day. I live in the light of day. Why should I torment myself here with Salome? Do I not have enough of my own life to deal with? Quote, you heard what Salome, something crossed out, said, end quote. I cannot believe you. The prophet can recognize her as a daughter and a companion. Is she not, something crossed out, engendered from heinous seed? Was she not vain greed and perverse lust? But she loved a holy man, uh, parentheses, but she loved a holy man, and parentheses, I mean, end quote, and shamefully shed his precious blood. Call you an ads, that's not a quote. Okay. Do not interrupt, quote, do not interrupt me, my son. She loved the holy prophet of God, who announced the new God to his world. She loved him. Do you understand that? For she is my daughter. End quote. Do you think that because she is your daughter, she loved the prophet in John, the father? Do I understand you correctly? Quote, by her love shall you know her. End quote. But how did she love him? Do you still call that love? Quote, what else was it? End quote. But I am horrified. Because who wouldn't be horrified if Salome loved him? Quote, are you a coward? And besides, I and my daughter have been one since eternity. End quote. You pose dreadful riddles. How could it be that this unholy woman and you, the prophet of your God, could be one? Quote, why are you amazed? But you see it. We are together. End quote. What mine eyes see is exactly what I cannot grasp. You, Elijah, who are a prophet, the mouth of God, and she, a bloodthirsty and horny monster, you are the symbol of the most extreme contradiction. Quote, we are and and is crossed out. We are really together and are not symbols. We are real and together. End quote. The black serpent writhes up the tree and hides in the branches. Everything becomes gloomy and doubtful. Elijah and Salome rise. He leads her by the hand. I stand, hesitating. Elijah leads, waves with his hand, and we go back to the hall. The crystal shines dimly. I think again of the image of Odysseus, how he passed the rocky island of the sirens on his lengthy odyssey. Should I, should I not? Elijah and Salome are silent. 
We come beneath the columns at the entrance. Doubt tears my heart open. I don't know. It is so unreal, and yet a part of my longing remains behind. Will I come again? Um, will I find the way back to the house of that riddle? The way that I did not seek and never expected? Salome loves me? Do I love her? I hear wild music, a tambourine, a sultry moonlit night. Then the bloody staring head of the Holy One. Fear seizes me. I rush out. I am surrounded by the dark night. I am in the midst of boulders. In the distance, water cascades over cliffs. Who murdered the hero? Is this why Salome loves me? Do I love her? And did I thereafter murder the hero? She is one with the prophet, one with John, but also one with me? Woe, W-O-E, woe. Woe, was she the hand of the God? I do not love her. I fear her. My knees tremble. A voice says, quote, therein you acknowledge her divine power. And quote, must I love her? Salome. All right. Well, that concludes uh, the recitals from Carl Jung's diary back in 1913. That was that was pretty weird. Um, I'm gonna have to meditate on how that rune connects with uh, with this whole episode. But I do hope that you enjoyed yourself here. And, uh, okay. I guess until next time, I don't really have any kind of closing thing that I do. Oh, right. I almost forgot. Um, <laughs>